0: Does this mean we're recording? Yes, we're live. You are now tuned into Leak Spec. All right, so on the last episode of uh Leak Spec, uh Michael Lee, you said something I found uh, very interesting and uh, this is what it was. There are lots people out there
1: who have who are completely against everything and think it's all made up and think that it's not, you know, something that they need to need to do. And it's implore anybody that runs into somebody like that cuz there are quite a few people out there that you'll see whether it's stores, malls, Walking on the street, your workplace doesn't matter. They're not wearing a mask because they don't feel the need. They need to. Um, so it's their right or
0: or whatnot. Their right or whatnot. Um, do you wanna, you know, tell us a bit more about that story, Michael Lee? Where this person you who was uh, was this a specific person that was wearing a mask? And you when you said they're right or whatnot, or was uh, that a matter of uh just an opinion like a more you general had.
2: statement yeah
1: that was more just a matter of my opinion i haven't experienced it myself i have not witnessed you know it happening but it's more just i've had i've heard stories from people i work with um or even just reading online um you know social media of people that will literally go to a store or go to a place of, you know, whatever it is that requires masks, that requires certain, um, you know, standards or certain rules, you want to call it, and they will be recording on their phones even just to, you know, they know where it's going to end up. It's going to end up on social media. And they will go in there just to, yeah, start talking it's about funny. their it's, rights.
0: It's uh, really funny you should say that because uh, Adam and I were at the bookstore, and apparently we did see somebody come in to the store as we were leaving that was not wearing masks as you are supposed to in this city.
2: Yeah, it was about to go down.
0: Yeah, it was. An, it was going to be entertaining, but I had no time for that. The point I was making when you said that is, they're right or not? Um. A lot of people do feel like their rights are being trampled on and over time, uh, sometimes courts have been determining otherwise, whether or not that's actual legal legal uh, uh, position for that. I don't know, but how many people have you discussed with over these these last few months actually feel that their rights are, are being uh, infringed upon? No one has had any discussion. Does anyone actually feel that our rights are infringed upon? You yourself, Michael Lee, Adam.
1: It's a good question. It is a good question, and it's also like it, it's a it's a tough question. It really is. You um, might need
0: some more examples in your life about yeah. I,
1: I'm trying to think of you know, like to me personally, going to a store wearing a mask, um, like having to be vaccinated to go to certain events, um, whether it's a sporting event or concerts or really whatever, um, doesn't really bother me, because this because of the cause of the virus really, like I've I've witnessed it in friends i've witnessed it in family like it's not it's awesome to take lightly right so to me personally i'm it doesn't bother me to do these kind of things
0: so let me ask you um, a question mm-hmm.
1: michael lee mm-hmm.
0: um what i'm wondering is a lot of people like yourself uh that have enjoyed going to church i know i have gone to church in the past mm-hmm. and there's events that people are going to now And there are certain people that, unfortunately, because of their vaccine status, cannot go to those events. Are those people's rights being infringed upon when they now can't enjoy uh, everyday events in life? People can't go to church, which in the U.S., we know there is a different set of rights and freedoms, but they were actually being forced and fined for not going to church, even in the one instance a few months back in Saskatchewan where it was one of those creatively designed drive up churches. Everybody was in their own households, in their own vehicles. And maybe if they went to the washroom, they would intermingle with people. But for the most part, they were mitigating the virus as best as they could. How much of a danger does that actually uh, uh, create for people? I don't know. But the point is, should they have been banned from something that a lot of people see as a right here in Canada
2: in in a situation such as that um to me mm-hmm. there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to go about that um like you said they're in separate vehicles you know they're, they're as long as they're remaining separate from other households there's no reason why they shouldn't be allowed to. I I think that it's uh it's an overextension at that point to tell them they can't.
0: Yeah. With that said, that is a fair and logical point of view, but some people feel are feeling attacked when they specifically can't go to church or they specifically can't hang out with a certain group of people at a dinner that they might have enjoyed on a weekly basis. Let's say there was a group of friends and you all hung out Sunday night for drinks and now three of your friends can't go because maybe some of them haven't been vaccinated, some of them are afraid. Whatever the case is, you know, is this a situation where someone's rights to peacefully enjoy society? are being uh infringed like there's not even technically a right is there to be able to go and enjoy a bar, you know? I
2: don't think it's, it's not technically a right. <clears throat> That's um, where we
0: what's the, what we call freedoms.
2: Yeah, it would be more of a freedom I suppose. Um but really like if you think about it <clears throat> at this point, are they using restrictions like this in a way that is Going to prevent spread or or you know help the healthcare system or whatever it is that they're saying that it's for, are they really showing that they are having success with the uh, with what they're restricting now? Um, whether it be a right, a freedom, whatever you want to call it, uh, we've seen several waves now <clears throat> of this, and we see almost the same methods being used every time. And uh, we we tend to see the same result happening. It looks like we're about to watch that result happen again. And yet the same methods are being used again. Um, So to me, it seems like at this point, it's not a correct use of their, we'll call it power, um, to restrict what people can do. Because it's not having the effect that they keep telling us it will. Um, and it's having other effects um, uh, on people that are not being discussed. So I just, I think it's, there's a lot of overextension going on, and I don't agree with it.
0: So I think this is what uh, people would consider basically just civil civil liberties. Um...
1: I think, though, when you think about the, the church aspect of it all, as you mentioned earlier, um a lot of people that go to church obviously they go for, you know, the message that the church to deliver, um, but also fellowship to yes. see their friends, to see their family, to you something know something everybody up. has
0: wanted in this this uh this society as, yes. we've been, as it's been taken away from us. it's yes.
1: been
2: very missed by many people, yes.
1: So I think that's really a big aspect of you know why church was so important or is sorry so important to a lot of people when it comes to these restrictions and I know that they've loosened up a little bit and you can have a certain percentage and have a certain amount of people you actually have to register to be honest with you I think if you're going to be in the building Uh, otherwise you can join online and still you know, obviously we see the same message, but based on not...
0: group sizes that are in yes course with the restrictions right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, you don't get the fellowship. You don't get it, exactly online don't... situation. Hundred yes, percent. So I think that's why there was such a big pushback when it came to um closing them or or uh, you know restricting all the people from, basically restricting anybody from going to church at that time.
0: Um, if you think about it, uh, sometimes church is like a, a large family and. People are not liking having to not be able to see their siblings and whatnot that they might not live with right now because they're trying to, you know, limit their contacts. Yes, but they, some people may not have large families, or they just enjoy the family aspect that you would get with, the, like you're saying, fellowship at a church. And there's there would be a lot of pushback because you're you're taking away this loving aspect of that group of people that you're you're not getting any more you just it's just straight up taken away and and I guess people are really feeling attacked, but the bigger question would be do people actually have rights in this country like uh a right to their to practice their religion
1: Why wouldn't they
2: I don't, I don't see the- theoretically yes, but uh i I mean I guess it's really up to what's written in the
0: laws. That's true. There could be religious points of view, I suppose, that would go against the law. And I know there is. And those people would not be free to practice certain aspects of your religion if it goes against the law. That's correct.
2: Yeah, so it's enough. free to a certain point.
0: And that brings up another question I would have. Mm-hmm. Can rights and freedoms, and should they be taken away in emergency situations like a pandemic? Like, for instance, all these vaccinated people that need cards to say that they're okay to be in public because they might have a health risk, even though, or like a health risk to take the vaccine, right? But they give them a vaccine passport card and be like, oh, okay, now you're safe to go out in public regardless of any of the scientific fact of how much of a risk they might be to the rest of the public they we're we're encouraging people to take um the vaccine which is obviously good but at the same time not everyone can take it and some people may even have natural infection that's not being you know added to the equation regardless of that fact are the people who can't get these vaccine passports Is it okay to take away their freedoms in a pandemic?
1: You say the ones who can't get it. Do you mean Can't
0: or do not or choose not to? Because the ones that
1: can't are different than the ones that won't. If you ask me.
0: So if a person chooses to have their own freedom and choose what kind of drugs they take, you're saying those types of people are different and they should not have... Rights or freedoms?
1: Not, no. I'm not trying to say that. How, how are they different? Because there are people that maybe can't take the vaccine due to underlying conditions um, that we may not know about, reasons that their doctors may tell them that's not safe for them to take for whatever the reason might be. Whether and then there's other. People that just don't want it because they don't trust it. Because they don't know what's inside of it. They're right or whatnot. Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, And some of the people who um, are not taking it for medical reasons very well might choose to if they didn't have that particular uh, restriction on them.
1: Yes. If whatever ailment they have wasn't holding them back, I think they would take it. Because obviously, if they're talking to doctors about it, that means they have some kind of interest in the vaccine, right? If they're going to them saying, "I want to get this," but their doctor's saying, "No, we shouldn't for X next reason. Here is a exemption for you," then that's well, my it. point is,
0: the question I'm asking is, is it appropriate to tell people who are choosing not to be vaccinated? To not have rights or freedoms, let's let's stay away from rights specifically because there's obviously human rights which would have a just uh, defense if you were to totally infringe upon them, but um, can we take away a person's freedoms because they just choose not to take the drugs that everybody wants to you to take during a pandemic. I would
2: I would say um, at this point you have to consider the severity of the pandemic. Uh, in this pandemic, I think that um, the rights and freedoms of of non-vaccinated people have been um, probably restricted too much, uh, and and I, I you know you I say that because uh most the vast majority of people in this pand- pandemic who get infected are recovering and and they're fine. So, uh, but I do think that there would possibly be a line where you might have to take those more extreme measures if more people were being uh you know if more if a higher percentage of people infected were not recovering there could be a line where you would have to uh be more heavy-handed with that
0: like i i understand exactly what you're saying in that in that respect cuz i mean that's what policies are for like for instance in my opinion, if this was a vaccine that you could take like uh, some of the other um, like uh, polio or something, right? You can take that. Those are viruses that basically do not mutate and you can take one vaccine and be good for like an extreme amount of time or like the rest of your life. So in a situation like that, I, I'm, I would draw the line in a different place because it's it's a lot more definite that you could take one vaccine and you would be safe from a virus, right? But this is a situation where you take a vaccine and it's good for so long and it's only so strong, depending on your how it, it affects your internal immune response. So uh, you, Would you like to interrupt?: Michaelie?
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but my question to you on that, though, is how many times did it take the polio vaccine to get to the point? Where you only have to take it the one time and it doesn't, you know, last a lifetime. How many did they go through before that?
2: It's that kind of the stage we're at right now. It's an interesting question. I have no idea what the answer is.
0: The polio one, I'm not entirely sure of. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. But I, I don't. I don't even know if it was. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know what happened at that time. It's just.
0: Yeah, regardless, um, if the, if we still circle back to the question I was asking, we are saying, it sounds like Adam says, he, he, he takes a measured response and approach to where he would draw the line of forcing people to uh, be forcibly, I guess, persuaded to take a vaccine by taking away people's civil liberties
1: i think like in my opinion when we started talking about vaccines at the very beginning of all this people were given an opportunity they were given a chance to hey this is what is going to help curve this whole thing and take away restrictions and get back to freedoms and be able to do what you want to do have a great summer you know all that kind of stuff like that go back to concerts all kinds of sporting events get back to normal They were given the opportunity to do so. And then a lot of people were just like, no, I don't want to do that. You can't tell me what to do. But at the same time, they're just basically trying, in my opinion, trying to protect people from this getting out of hand. And they would literally just not want to listen. And that's when, unfortunately, where... In a pandemic like this, where it's spreading like crazy, we don't know that much about it other than what obviously is on TV or what scientists are saying about it. We need a way to somehow curve it or to stop it. And if, I guess, figuratively putting the foot down or, you know, saying, okay, well, you can't do this then until you do this, because this is what's happening.
0: I like, I like what you're saying, so what I'm hearing also, though, from that is, basically, initially, they were saying, you can take the vaccines and life will go back to normal. But now they're saying you need to take a booster and life will go back to normal. Now there is a new variant that I currently call Omicron, but I believe Adam it said how? Omicron, Omicron. So, anyways, there's a new variant, and there's new information on this new variant. And what I'm wondering is, are we going to take a different measured approach now that people are highly vaccinated in much of the uh, developed world, and transmission rates are still occurring? Transmissions still occurring. Through whether you're vaccinated or not
1: well they never said that you wouldn't catch it if you had the vaccine sure. which i think is what a lot of people were thinking oh we'll take the vaccine i'm suddenly invincible no it, you're still going to catch it you're still going to be able to pass it to the next person but you're not really going to have as many symptoms as you would have not having a vaccine
0: right so that's a good point so what i'm saying then at that point is all the people who chose not to get vaccinated have made that choice why would we still be trying to force it upon those people if they've already made their choice
1: i think because if the virus that's a
0: tough one but you understand what i'm where i'm
1: going I, yeah i know i see where you're coming from but I know that they, they were saying as well, too, that the virus, you know, gets to the majority of the population. Like, if, if we don't want it, we don't want people to catch it, right? You don't want that because someone who's unvaccinated or non-vaccinated, however you want to say it, um, you don't know what it's going to do to them, right? They don't, you don't know who they're going to spread it to either. That can also, they may not even know they even have it. But and the point- they pass it to somebody else that may have a worse effect on them. And so I think the vaccine is very important to, you know, provincial government or government, whatever you want whatever you want to call them, um, that wants to see the majority of everybody be vaccinated at this point so that maybe at that point they can start to lift restrictions because 95% of the population is vaccinated at this point. You know, it's going to help curve that spread, if not even curve the spread, it's going to help a lot of people who may catch it not have severe symptoms.
2: I think the the basic logic behind it all is the more people who are vaccinated, the less people will get infected and the less chance
0: there are for variants. That is That is possibly true. And the question still remains, if a person chooses not to, and we're showing that people that... Transmission is going to occur regardless, and this situation will become endemic. Should we still be taking away people's rights or freedoms, as I say I more like phrase. phrase, um, when they've made that choice? why Why should we continually try to restrict individuals who have made that choice when everybody has the opportunity to take a vaccine and then basically be, have hopefully have less symptoms, because I mean, what we're discovering with this drug is that transmission is going to occur regardless of being vaccinated or not. So that's not even a question. It, it may be, become minimal, but we can look around the world to populations that are 95% or even 100% I think Austria or something is going to mandate the vaccine for all of their population. Gibraltar is a country that uh, if not 100 they are at 95% vaccinated because they pretty much mandated it. And they was it a week or two ago they had extremely high transmission rates regardless of being vaccinated. So this this magical percentage number of the population being vaccinated isn't showing statistically to be uh, some goal that you can attain and then basically return everybody's rights and freedoms and life back to normal.
2: Well, also the definition of being vaccinated is number one, not the same in every country. And it's also going to evolve with time. I mean, for now, we're calling two shots vaccinated but how long before that changes
1: That's a very good point because everybody <laughs> talking about um i mean like josh mentioned earlier there's vaccine number three right now um they're vaccine number three sorry booster shot and then they're talking about it is a third vaccine yes and then they're talking about the fourth one now for severely immunocompromised uh people to get and they recommend anyone who's severely immunocompromised to get it themselves and i'm sure they're gonna tell everyone to get the fourth booster at some point
0: so what's gonna happen my question still remains it's all well and good for somebody to have three shots four shots no shots six shots i don't know what do we do do we just say that everybody now who has not taken the legal amount of this vac of any vaccine should just no longer have rights? No. Adam definitively says no. Send that to all the politicians. Yeah. One yeah. question I would like to uh, raise a little differently is in time, in emergency times, I said, um, is it okay to take away people's rights? And you guys are saying yes.
2: Yes and
0: no. Adam's saying yes and no. That is fair. He says it depends where he draws the line. The so,
2: situation always requires a certain amount of judgment. Um, you know, analyze the facts and come up with a solution that makes sense. Um, applying blanket solutions based on nothing leads to mostly just a bunch of angry people and I'll, a bunch of scared people.
0: What I want to ask then is <clears throat> could it be that we turn around and look at the situation we're in right now as a similar situation to what happened to Japanese Canadian in 1942 when we were concerned that the population possibly had spies or undercover soldiers that could infiltrate Canada so we put them in internment camps now today we would agree that that was racist and wrong
2: completely yeah
0: but at the time it was justified because people were afraid of what could happen with these japanese citizens. So is this going to be a similar situation in which the governments are currently over overreaching and it was actually somewhat wrong to restrict people when we've discovered that people have made their choices transmission is is going to be affected regardless uh like where transmission transmission is gonna occur regardless and people are going to basically choose to accept whatever level of infection they have based on their own personal uh health routine, the vitamin D that they absorb, the amount of exercise, their quality of the weight that they hold on their body and the uh types of foods that they eat could all play into affecting your immune system. An individual like that could possibly, if they are especially under 30, 35 years old, have a very healthy response to this current pandemic virus, as much so as a person who is 65 years old has three shots of whichever mRNA virus uh, vaccine they have and maybe they both have similar symptoms so what's the question people have made their choice is what i'm saying yes should we still continue to limit people's freedoms
1: okay so in my opinion that's kind of a very loaded question because you have to think about exactly what un- unvaccinated people are not able to do. They, what, what is it? They can't be at movie theaters.
0: They can't go out for lunch. Can't go,
2: well, you, you just, yes, can't go out for lunch. You can't sit down and eat anywhere. No.
0: They can't enjoy a wrestling event with their friends.
2: Correct. All these are specific, but
0: okay. Some people cannot <laughs> even go to their workplace. They might be let go that is true that
2: that one is and that's one of the biggest points that i disagree with it's essentially at that point bullying people threatening their livelihood to make them do what you want and you cannot definitively prove that number one them doing this will change much and number two that they won't have some kind of side effect that's where
1: i agree with adam in regards to drawing the line because when it comes to not affecting your work, like affecting what you do for work or like your income and whatnot, that's where I think it's a little too much. I think it goes way too far. Sorry, I just say at that point, because to me at that point, it's not really fair. When it comes to gyms or the mall, eating at the mall or, you know, going to a movie theater or something like that.
2: Like recreation
1: recreational stuff. Recreational stuff. Yeah, that that part, it's like, you know
0: gyms is a lifestyle choice
1: yes it is a lifestyle choice and actually it's funny you mentioned that because i did read something today about how they're saying um that the virus no matter which variant it is um is actually you know it affects people who are overweight or obese or you know underlying conditions like diabetes and whatnot a little bit more than uh
0: extremely a more a person. It's, it's above seventy five percent of hospitalizations are often, and especially intensive care, are people. It's either age, or, obesity level. Yeah, seventy five percent and above, and quite often, the intensive care unit people are like sixty plus sixty percent plus, uh, in the seventy, year old or higher. Yes age bracket
1: my only point was that they are saying that you know if you lose weight you know it's going to help if you were to catch the disease which okay fair point but then as a as unvaccinated person's point of view like if an unvaccinated person looks at that and they go okay well you're closing the gyms though or i can't go to the gym right in minus 40 weather do you want to go outside and go for a run not really but you can run to my car but, but you can you can yes 100 percent. but would you rather do that or go to a building where it's warm inside and actually work out that's how I'm more motivational for you for me it would be personally
0: i think you're bringing up some excellent points because uh, it is uh proven that having a higher uh, amount of muscle mass on your body uh, especially the muscle mass that you develop prior to being 40 years old um helps you to have a way stronger uh, immune system. And when you're taking away this uh, opportunity for a lot of people, granted in the beginning it was understandable because we were concerned about the rate of transmission. We didn't know what it was. Exactly. But now that we know, is it appropriate to take away people's freedom? And we're kind of starting to come to some, form of agreement that there needs to be a line and my question maybe needs to be posed a little differently where should the line be drawn in terms of removing vaccine passports
1: i think when it comes to your job or it comes to your health it shouldn't they shouldn't really have restrictions i think on stuff like that If it comes to recreational stuff, like Adam was saying earlier, your movies, your gaming, your games, whatever else, fine. But to something like the gym or just to be able to go to work where you're not going to run to 15,000 people at once or 30,000 people at once, I think that's where
0: the line should be drawn, personally. What about going out to a restaurant with your friends? You're pretty much forced, or... It's The restrictions basically state that you have to stay within the group that you came with anyways. So should we be allowed to have your non-vaccine passport uh, approved friends come with you to your birthday party at the restaurant?
1: I think if they're in your group and they're actually following, you know, I guess I could say, quote unquote, the rules... And sitting with your group, putting on a mask to walk away, to go to the washroom and come back, taking it off again. I think that they should be more relaxed on that, personally, especially if they're with your group. Um that's my opinion on it, but the issue is, and I'm sure you've seen this or heard this, it's just a lot of people people don't react in the the most kindest way when you tell them, Hey, you know, Can you put your mask on or whatever else? It's my right, my left. It
0: can get bad. So I'll uh, point out uh, something I've read about a month ago was having a higher level of body fat, and especially for some reason, I don't know why, but they said belly fat creates a um, much weaker immune response and also... For some reason, uh, decreases the efficiency of even uh, drugs like this vaccine. So, if that is really, and it seems to be the case, because as we can all attest to here, having a certain level of, of obesity in your life for a long time will lead to more chronic uh, diseases. So, should obese people also be considered to basically have their rights removed because they are also not as uh, safe for society. Should we remove obese peoples? Because we don't know how long a vaccine can uh, be supported in an in obese persons. If if it's only two or three months before it deteriorates and becomes somewhat the same as a person. Who's unvaccinated but maybe had natural infection and probably has a, a way stronger uh, immunity, immune response. Why is it not right to take away obese people's rights or well, freedoms?
1: Because at that point, I think you're going to be singling out a certain group. That's well, listen, exactly
2: what you're doing. Listen, you guys, the 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 factors that they're using to determine who they're going to restrict are wrong. Um, you don't do it off of obese people and for the most part, we probably shouldn't do it off whether you're vaccinated or not. The focus should be on people who are obviously sick with with symptoms. I mean, if you're... in, Go back to the restaurant uh, example. If there's four people in a restaurant at a table just sitting there eating and they're all fine, it doesn't matter if all four of them are vaccinated or if none of them are vaccinated. Uh, I mean, you can have an asymptomatic case... In a person with a with three shots of the vaccine or no shots of the vaccine, so there's no way to really know there. So the best factor that we can determine things off is um, if people are showing signs of being sick, and then they shouldn't be out and about in public. But other than that, I don't think that the way that we're we're doing this is right, and it's just creating division. And we have political leaders that. Uh, go ahead and create that division or uh, sorry, they build on that division um, in what they say to us. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the the question about the obese people, because obviously you can't do that to people that is wrong, but it, it's, it's also wrong to do what they're doing to people right now with, with uh you know, vaccine card or whatnot.
1: And I I understand Adam's point. I do agree with Adam's point in regards to, um, that you just, uh, what did you just say? If you're sick, don't come in. That's Otherwise, you're fine. Yeah, the the part of showing symptoms, literally, I think that should just be. And I don't want to say it's the wrong way, but it should be common sense. If you're sick, stay home. Common sense is uncommon. It 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 really is, but. In any kind of situation, if you're feeling sick and you know you're coughing, sneezing, headache, whatever the case may be, and you have a big party coming up, you probably shouldn't go. COVID, if COVID is here or not, I feel that as a, I guess I could say as a good person, you just should not go.
2: You have a good chance of infecting everyone there and getting them all cold, getting them all cold. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're vaccinated or not, if you have a case of COVID, it seems like with the latest variants, it has no bearing on whether you're going to spread it or not. No, if you're vaccinated, you could spread it, if you're not, you can spread, spread it. it. Yes, and uh, there's no real difference there. So,
0: well, I understand everybody's point. So, uh, basically, what Ad- Michael is saying, you're basically segregating one part of uh society if you decided all obese people uh, should also not be allowed to have vaccine passports. Uh, and Absolutely. And yeah, you're definitely so
1: going to cause a huge ripple on that point.
0: You you are. You are. And so, like Adam's saying, these pol- policymakers are basically creating this divisiveness in society to whatever effect, it seems like it's more like social conditioning, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> the point I'm making is, when we look back at my example of internment, camp, internment camps for the Japanese population, why was that wrong? They specifically knew that Japan was fighting against them. If you were sitting there in that day, was it justifiable for what they did at the, at the time? No. Why is that? Why is it? Yeah, just why, why do you say Because that's just not
2: the correct way to treat people that haven't done anything wrong to you.
0: Yes, they were specifically discriminating against a segment of the population that there was little to no evidence uh, that they were a threat. That's exactly what I'm saying for the so-called unvaccinated people.
2: So are you saying we should throw the crazy anti-vaxxers into an internment camp?
0: I am saying... Segregating a portion of society will always lead to divisiveness, fighting, and that is what is being created right now. It's not creating safety. It's not creating uh an end to the virus.
2: It's just dividing people at the end of the day. That's what it's doing. Yeah. And, and you know, you can go down the road of looking into the results of that, but... It, and ultimately, it makes people
0: easier to control if they're divided. Maybe taking away somebody's vac- uh, somebody's freedoms makes sense when there is an unknown. And it definitely is done when people are afraid, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Society will take away people's freedoms... And see it as justified, as they did in 1942, and as they are doing today. Well,
2: history will be the judge, right? Is it doomed to repeat itself? It's a good question. It's, a hard,
1: it's definitely a hard one to answer. Like, there's, we don't know what this is going to end up leading to.
0: At this point, we kind of do think so? Yes, well, we are going to have an endemic virus. Uh hopefully we're not certain yet, but hopefully yeah, the virus mutates into uh an influ- influenza-like virus and it will just be consistently mutating as all the rest of the influenza viruses do. And hopefully I mean, there's always a chance that influenza can turn around and become what Spanish flu yes yes, or even like the avian flu or the uh, H1N1 same type of situation they were pandemics but those base viruses are endemic situations where people can choose to get shots for because influenza shots are designed each year to target certain strains and people have the right to choose or not. Granted, there are some medical uh, mandates in place where society has agreed to remove people's freedoms there, but that's where this virus is heading, an endemic state where people should be allowed to choose to have a vaccine to protect themselves. And removing people's rights and freedoms should be done away with.
2: We also need more respect um, from people's employers, um, you know, and whether or not we need government policy on this or not. But when people are sick and they stay home, they need to be paid for it and they don't need to be made to feel guilty for it. And that's like one simple way that we could help reduce spread of illness is make it people feel comfortable staying home when they're sick 100%. and don't hurt their livelihood.
1: Yeah, that's why everybody comes to work when they're sick, because they don't want to lose on the money and they just freak out. They, hey, I might lose my job if I don't go to work today. Doesn't matter how sick I am, I need to, I need to be there.
2: And, and they're right. They might lose it.
1: Yeah, 100%. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I definitely agree with you that they need to implement something where feel comfortable saying hey i have a head cold or i have a cough i'm going to stay home for a day just to you know try to get over it try to get this out of my system and come back to work so that i'm not going to pass on whatever i might have and that's a good somebody else
0: that's a good point i mean we we can look at society in that sense i mean take a look at the small business perspective when somebody doesn't show up to work Nobody's getting the job done. Nobody's getting paid. So there is an added um, aspect there because now you will have to find uh, employment to replace a job that was specifically promised to be done. And I mean, that's not the discussion we're having here, but both of those discussions could be reviewed. Uh, They are definitely uh, modes of protection for society. That need to be considered.
1: It's also going back to Adam's point, not to cut you off there, Josh. Um, I don't think it's just the employers, it's also the employees you work with as well too, need to have a little bit more respect, I feel. Um, where you know, if somebody has sniffles um because it's minus forty-five outside, don't make them feel like they have to leave and go home with a COVID test because they are sniffling. It could just simply be the sniffles. We don't know if it gets worse. Okay. You have a point, but if I'm here at work and I'm sniffling at my desk or something like that, don't make me feel like I have to go home with a test. I'm just not feeling good. Like I, I may just have a, just have that. Cause it's, it's cold outside. It could just be that.
2: Winnipeggers understand.
1: Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. It's the time of year where everything is a nice block. So like cars, vehicle, myself, like, I'm I'm freezing. Like, you get cold super fast, it could simply just be something like that. So yeah. I think that employees, people you work with, also have to have a more respect when it comes to that and not make you feel so small because you sneezed in their direction or something like that by accident.
2: Sounds like there's a story behind that. No, it's just observations.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I think a part of that is the freedom uh, to be able to live your life um, has been removed due to fear. Fear. Um, we've been, like I'm saying, we're society is being socially conditioned to treat a specific uh, section of the population a certain way. And like you're saying, now there's this underlying worry that somebody might have the sniffles, they might be sick they might basically kill me because they they have the COVID.
2: Well, there's also a very strange assumption that uh, I hear when a lot of people are just casually discussing it. They basically are assuming that any unvaccinated person just has COVID and is sick and will spread it. Whereas, you know, the vast majority of people do not have it at, at, at any given time. No. I think
1: a lot of that, too, comes from the 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 media the government because they're it's like they're it, it feels like they're pitting vaccinated people versus non vaccinated like they're literally like it's it's basically like a like a fight they because are. now with this correct this variant that's out there we may have seventeen hundred cases one day and they're gonna pinpoint oh well only a hundred ninety one of those people were non vaccinated. is vaccinated of course that's going to be like that when 80 percent of your population is vaccinated obviously the numbers are not going to be what they were before so i think they need to stop separating vaccinated from unvaccinated and just say there's x amount of cases that's it because you're just giving those i don't want to say it's in the wrong way but giving people who don't want to get the vaccine or don't believe in the vaccine you're basically are just giving them what they would call evidence or giving them, you know, something to stand on because, Oh, look, they separated it. All you guys were vaccinated, are not getting it. We're not. You still are.
2: Well, it certainly doesn't build any trust. I mean, if yeah. you're, if you're trying to convince people to do it and they're not, you, you don't get them to see your side by attempting to force them to do what you said. And if they don't do it, you just, Cause them to lose their job or they're stuck in their house yes. or they can't do things they like to do. That's not going to make people want to comply with what you want them to do. Yes. All these points are
0: excellent. Um, I'm glad you like them. I do. Yeah. I like this discussion. It's been very good. I think we'll have to move on to a different subject uh, on the next episode of leaks best. Blah! Leaks, back. Leak's, leak's back. back. leaks back. Leaks back. Alright, I think that's gonna be all for today, guys. Have a good one. Bye bye, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, bye bye, bye.